Welcome back, everybody, to the Fan Club Pod. We got a very exciting episode with the fellas here today because we just ran a damn marathon. How are oh, we doing, boys? Not too bad. It's the best day so far for uh, muscle-wise and tiredness, but I can definitely still feel it. I'm sitting here with Frizz, Lazi, Yelly, and special guest, a.k.a. Speed Dem- Demon, Mr. David Kaplan is joining the show today on his day off. Honored to be here. I feel like I'm sitting beside two like Olympic medalists right now. <laughs> These guys got medals around their necks. I'm in between them both. They're both just speedsters, but especially Dave. Like Dave was, I don't know how you're actually even walking today because my I'm sore, and I didn't run that race. I ran that race an hour slower than you. So how did you? How are your legs today, Dave? Honestly. I'm, I'm not feeling that bad. Um, my left hip, which was bothering me before the race, is the only thing that's really, like, bothering me now. Um, other than that, feels like uh, feels like I did a really, really, really heavy leg lift, and I will not be using the stairs for a long time. Yeah, I felt the same way. I think I said that to Cuddy earlier. It's like, we just had a huge squat day yesterday. Yeah. My quads are hurting bad right now. Going, yeah. going up and down inclines, just not a fan right now. Oh, I couldn't even get out of the car. Yeah. The oh. day, the day of the race was the worst, and at, walking from outside Applebee's to the car was <laughs> so hard to do. And even walking back from the shuttle after, yeah, that stretch was just painful. And we had to go up the stairs to the bus, and yeah, I'm surprised that a couple days later it's a lot better. But I was a little bit worried that I was going to take a week to recover after that. It's like one of those things where it's like the second you stop moving for just even if it's a minute, you lock right back up. And it takes like 10 minutes to warm up again and get those muscles loose. And then, yeah, the car ride home even yesterday, like once I got out of the car, I was like, wow, like now I'm really starting to feel it. But Yeah, it was quite tough. But uh, let's chat a little bit about, a little bit of context. We just finished our first marathon. Um, If you didn't know, we've been training together for the last 18 or so weeks. Race day was three days ago after, or while recording here today, and we got it done. Everybody finished. Um, It was quite the journey of training together from our first run and our first half marathon together, which we thought was impossible. And to see everyone cross the finish line with one minor injury, which is just Yelly's blood blister. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty impressive, guys. We actually got it done. Yep. We went six for six on crossing the finish line. So can't really ask much more than that. No, I can't believe it. And the fact that we got to run our first marathon, t- one, all together, and two, up in Duluth, Minnesota, which is a special place to us since we spent a lot of time there during school. Um, it was just an incredible weekend. It was a good time and even got to stay at our old college house yeah so dave i want to start with you how did this all start why the heck did we even run a marathon because i believe you were the ringleader in this idea yeah um i guess like for me it was something that's always been on my bucket list as like something that i've wanted to do and it's one of those things that does not really work well with hockey training so i knew it was going to be something that had to be done once we were finished playing hockey um 
and I wanted to do it relatively quick while I was still in pretty decent shape coming out of college. Um, so I threw out the idea to everyone. I was just like, you know, Grandma's Marathon in Duluth is supposed to be the best weekend of the year in Duluth. So it would be kind of fun if we all, you know, ran it together and we got, you know, six of the 10 guys to bite and go through the journey and definitely would not have wanted to do it alone. Um, so it was it was nice having the whole group to kind of just like they know what you're going through in terms of like training and you know sometimes you just aren't, aren't feeling up to doing certain things so everyone kind of understood yeah 100 percent. and we started so we signed up in october yep. of 2022 uh training programs didn't really start until february ish um, which i think was the 18 weeks out and so Yelly, what did you do prior? Did you run prior to marathon training? Did you pre-train for training? Or did you just kind of hop in and be like, hey, you're already a gifted runner to begin with. So did you just jump in and go for it? Or what was your process like? Yeah, I, I was pretty late to the training process. I think uh, I did like mile, two miles max prior to that 13.1 that we did as a group. I don't know. We talked about it earlier today. I forgot exactly the date That's when we did right. it. but. That was like the first like legit training day and I felt awful. So that kind of kicked me in gear to kind of pick up the slack a bit. But um, just to rewind a bit, I actually signed up for grandma's marathon two years ago, or I guess it was during the COVID summer and my dad and I, we signed up for it. But at that point it was just like a lottery polling because of COVID I'm imagining was a reasoning for that. And we didn't get drawn. So I could have ran this thing already prior to us doing it as a group but as dave said i think uh it was better as a group because uh, i couldn't imagine doing that by myself because i know my dad would not have ran by me that whole time so <laughs> happy that we got to do it together yeah it was definitely definitely brutal running by yourself during training even like when we got together to do those runs it was a lot more fun and uh the runs before work were always enjoyable when it started to get warm out too but uh so starting in minnesota marathon training dave you spent a lot of time on the treadmill right yeah so like will said like we had to start training at, at february i think we did 18 weeks 16 weeks somewhere in that range and um obviously february in minnesota it's it's not the nicest weather so spent a lot of time early on on the treadmill um, and then I absolutely hated it and I did not enjoy the process at all. Um, so I made a rule with myself. I said, if it's above 30 degrees, I'm running outside. So pretty quickly, um, at, towards like middle end of February, I started just putting on the long johns, getting outside. And that's when things got a lot more fun and really started to enjoy the process of of training um which is like one thing like it consumes so much of your time that if you don't enjoy that process you're not gonna enjoy the marathon at all 100 percent. i remember do you remember our first training run or one of the first ones when i think we went like uh four or five miles yeah. i was with dave and i was in so much pain after <laughs> like think about how short that is yeah. now but four mile run almost felt like a like a fifteen mile run, yeah. which was crazy. How like you actually improve a lot 
I was surprised, at least from where we started out. I know Dave was still running it pretty fast at that point, but like for me at least, I was done right away off the bat. It was a long journey to even get to 10. Yeah, yeah. I have a very similar story to that just because, well, me and Lazi are Canadian, so we do things in kilometers, so it's a lot smaller than a mile. So when I actually went outside and said, I'm going to do three miles for the first time, and I just kept running and running and I'm, and I look at my phone that's tracking and I'm still not at a mile yet. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? This is taking forever. So it took me a long time to actually like comprehend how far a mile is outside doing it outside rather than doing it on a treadmill where you can just see it going up. And you just get used to as well, like not being bored from that before two miles, like thinking of running for 20 minutes would have been made me so bored. It's like, come on like when's that gonna end and then thinking four would be 40 minutes you also get used to just keeping your mind occupied in a way or trying like 40 minutes now isn't as bad and it's almost you train your brain a little bit to get used to the longer distance and thinking about things i don't know it just yeah that 40 minutes actually i i remember one specific time i was i didn't run in the morning i went got home after work and like february or early march and it was dark by like six mm -hmm. o'clock and i it said i should run four miles on my program i was like all right here we go we get all strapped up it's cold out it's dark yeah. by six something and running four miles in the dark I'm like this is horrible yeah. like i, I do not want to keep doing this this is terrible and you're by yourself trying to pump yourself up at the end of the day and it was just like how am i supposed to run 22 more miles in june yeah i Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, like, I think I think a lot of people have like a, uh, like, have this idea that like you have to have ran a lot before you're you're ever gonna want to do a marathon or all that stuff. And I think you could you can definitely go from no running experience to running a marathon in you know those eighteen weeks, sixteen weeks, or however long a plan is. And um, I I think there's a lot of you know that first month is absolutely terrible because your body's really trying to adjust to something new. But once you kind of break through that barrier, like, you know, going back to Lawson's story, like we did, you know, those four or five mile runs that whole first month. And it was, it was awful. But then all of a sudden you're now doing 10 miles and you're like, that's a, that's a breeze. And I couldn't even do four miles, you know, four weeks ago. That's funny you say that because every single week, my like i track everything on my watch when i was running every single saturday I'd say you've accomplished a new record farthest yeah. distance yeah and it was like five miles then six and yeah. seven and so on so after running maybe three miles the longest ever in my first 25 years of yeah. living and then all of a sudden you just do that over an 18 week span it's very very doable and it's it's like such a great feeling of like accomplishment too and you really can't get that you know I, I guess for us coming from like a sports hockey background like you you really don't get that feeling that much anymore and that's what really got me kind of like hooked on running it's like that feeling of you know completing your long run and you're like wow like I haven't felt like that in forever. Right. And especially doing something like an individual sport mm -hmm. and by yourself, yep. you don't get that accomplishment feeling. Maybe if you finished a hard practice with a full team of 20 other people and mm -hmm. then you go out for a 10 mile run and you're like, holy smokes, I actually just did that by myself. 
no one's watching me, but I have the, I have the proof right here. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, I never thought I could do that. No. Yeah. It's no. definitely a good thing for us to like work towards coming off of uh, college graduation, hockey careers ending. It was cool to kind of like work together, but you're obviously running it as an individual. So is this something that kind of worked at both ends of like staying in shape, working towards something, but also like a journey that we were able to do together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found it. It was, uh, it was nice that Lawson was able to find ways to create content around it too. Like whether that be us taking, uh, getting a distraction during the run by filming a music video or something, (laughs) or even just answering questions while training, it really kind of helped kind of bring us together, but also connect everyone else to what we've uh, been up to recently as well. It took us a while too to actually finally do group runs. Like Will probably went on tons of solo runs until we decided to start documenting it. And I think it was kind of because we didn't want to do it in spurts. I bet through the winter we could have done one or two videos, but nobody was really consistent until the snow started to melt. And I think that's why then we started doing it as a group. Well, because we started doing it as a group, now we can film content around it. And then since we were filming content, it felt like we actually had to keep documenting like once a week or once every two weeks uh, because people were actually now following along. We introduced the topic to our audience like, hey, running a marathon, they got a little bit interested in it. So that also motivated us a lot to just continue to run together um continue just to go on those like wake up early to do something because we're also kind of like working at the same time uh which i personally liked that a lot i think it uh felt like a a good time spent i would say Mm -hmm. i think that uh i know you mentioned like i did some maybe started running a little earlier than some i mean i think dave was started started right away and stuck to it too i knew right when I signed up for that, I was like, okay, if I do not follow a plan, there's no way that I'm finishing it. Just knowing myself and knowing that I've never been a great runner in my life. And if I didn't stick to something and hit 95% of those workouts, there's no way I would have crossed yeah. that line on Saturday. Yeah. I think the content really kept us all in line. I know Lawson just mentioned it, but like, and that made it like really enjoyable for me. Like I did a handful of videos just like outside of our group runs and it just like brought more enjoyment and uh just on the road especially like we did a bunch of like training videos in florida and just like other states that we were in like up at our, my cabin so it was cool to add that like different area maps we always would say like we unlocked a new like map so it's a great way to explore new places too mm-hmm. yeah going out for uh run what what location run do you think was your favorite what map i think we're all going to say the same thing it was definitely yelly's cabin that was Uh, up there but i think i loved the um when i went this was by myself but when i ran um in florida when i went with my family on a vacation i found a cool map and it was like the most peaceful it was the first time i hit 12 miles and it was like the most peaceful run ever like, was wow, it as hot kind of cool as when no we it was it was cloudy oh, too nice. so it, that's why i probably oh, loved okay. it but I think my the, and actually towards the end right when i needed a boost there was a little bit of a sprinkle so i was oh, just like nice. this is amazing yeah. i could do this forever <laughs> i really like the uh at day's place 
um, in Fort Myers, oh. right? That, yeah, that was that, a good map. That was just really hot. Map. Not many tra- like not much traffic. It did get hot, but it was just really motivating because there's super nice houses around. Weather was beautiful. Palm trees. I love Florida, so I'm gonna have to go with the. What's the location again? Uh, Estero. The Estero map. That's that my number Estero one. Map. That's a good map. Good track. Racetrack. I remember the one time, or this is something I also learned too, that we got really good at because we were still traveling and we were pretty busy during this whole thing. And before this program and gearing up for the race, I never would have worked out on the road or no. anything. Yeah. And I think the first time I did it was in Carolina. And, you know, we went up, we went out the night before and I was pretty tired and I was just like, I'm going to try to do this and see if I can start a habit. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys all left that public gym, which I don't blame you because I didn't like that gym at all. It was kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> but uh, I just ran for 30 minutes on the treadmill. I was like, okay, this could be worse. Yeah. Like, But if you get this part done, then like maybe next time, like when we went to New York, I think I went on a run. Or then when we went to Florida, we all ran together or the cabin. But Two months before that, there's no way in heck we would have got up and done anything like that. Did you guys have any doubts throughout the training process? Because there, there was one moment where I was running and I, I was running with a dog, and the dog cut me off, so I kind of like stumbled off the the path and I rolled my ankle so bad and I, I thought I broke it. And there was a moment there because it was like probably a month and a half out, and I was like, wow, this sucks, like. I was I looking remember, forward to it. I was just like getting that like momentum training, and then I freaking rolled my ankle like one of the worst I've ever rolled it too. But that was the one moment where I was like, okay, well, here goes this. I'm gonna be filming the whole thing for you guys. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I I I did doubt you then. I because you like showed your boot, and I was actually like, there's no way. How are you gonna recover from this and run a marathon? So. I had a doubt in you at one point, and I also had a doubt in Dave, and Dave even had a doubt in himself. Big time. Dave, Dave had a doubt in his- He was the closest cut. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, literally up until, like, Monday, like a week ago from today, the Monday before the race, I had – I was not going to run. I uh, I got through my 18-mile run, and I, th- I was super sore, but I was trying to stay on my plan, and I think I just pushed a little too hard, and – did something to my hip, groin, I don't even know what it was, um, about three weeks before the race, and I wasn't able to, like, run. Let, I wasn't able to walk, so, like, I wasn't really able to run um, at all uh, right before, and I took two weeks off, and then, yeah, that Monday I did 10 miles just to see how it would feel because it felt better after we got back from Fort Lauderdale. So I was going to say, you got a little Fort Lauderdale yeah, area. The elbow, yeah. the elbow room really helped me out. <laughs> Something in the water down there. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, it, uh, I just went for it and I was like, you know what? It's, you know, probably sitting right around 80%. Like there's still some pain, but I made it through 16 weeks of training. Like I don't want to just, cut my losses so took a little ibuprofen at the starting line and just kept on kicking yeah i'd say my biggest doubt was when i did the 20 mile run by myself and i got to like 15 or 16 or something like that and i just felt like 
how am I supposed to go 10 more miles mm. in a month? Like, this is insane. I don't think I ate enough or whatever, probably for that run. And also, I was by myself. So that made it terrible. But I was like, I actually don't know if I'm going to finish. Yeah. That was the biggest doubt during the whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my 20 mile or two, <laughs> it was like uh, a Saturday, super humid here in Minneapolis. And it was kind of around that time. I don't know if you guys remember, must have been two, three weeks ago when it was like super smoky in Minneapolis mm-hmm. from the forest fires. And so I decided if there was this, there was going to be a weekend to do this 20 mile, it had to be this specific day so i ran it super humid smoky and i did this loop where it didn't even add up to 20 miles so like i had the add on on the spot so i was like making my app or i was making my map i was as i was running and i was just like angry at myself for doing (laughs) this by myself didn't have any water and i i finished at my girlfriend's school and that was the mistake because then i finished and like i was probably heat stroke borderline and so i run to this like one tree right next to the parking lot and i'm laying in the grass like shirtless just like probably looking like crap and i i see in the distance these people walk out of the building of their school building and i didn't think anything of it i look up and i notice they're walking towards me I'm like oh gosh who could this be and it was like six of her friends that i've met before and i'm laying in the grass like, my face was super red i'm sweaty dehydrated and I was, I was just like, this, you guys are looking at me at my lowest low, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, I uh, I honestly just didn't know how I was going to feel around, like, mile, like, 16 up. Just because, like, my longest run was with you guys at 10. So I was just like, I have to double this. and then Your longest out, run was 10? Yeah, I never never what? went past 10. I just didn't <laughs> didn't want to put in the time. That was the, my thing. I just hated how long That's it actually crazy. took to train. That's crazy. I wow. I didn't touch know that. On that. Because some, like, I thought I did a great job training all this, like, was ever eight minutes behind my goal, and then Frizz runs 10 miles throughout the whole thing and finishes, like, 15 minutes before me in the marathon. Yeah, I don't know. Some people just have oh, it. And yeah. even Taver too. Taver was oh my Taver God. Taver's was a very well, I'm sure we'll we'll touch on his full travel and all he did. Yeah. But we'll just say that is a absolute accomplishment on his part what he did. Big time. Yeah, what he did was was pretty wild. Um I would say for me too is like I got sick the week before. Even which, the night before. And well, yeah, but it kind it did start on the Monday, so I was like had a cough, had a stuffed nose, was hoping that I didn't get a fever because that was probably the only way I would actually not do it because if I get a fever, then it you got, like, you're got you sweating yeah. from just lying in bed, and that would probably be dangerous. So that was my biggest worry. Luckily, it didn't get to that point, but it did get worse throughout the week, and then Friday night was one of the worst days. Had a headache all day. Um, yeah, didn't get to the fever level, but... Luckily, it passed by, but I was kind of scared. I was a little bit nervous. I was like, all right, I might not actually be running this thing tomorrow, which would have been brutal. Yeah, yeah that would have been horrible. Let's get into our little our weekend. Because uh, Friday, we drove up to Superior, Wisconsin, one of our favorite cities on earth, to uh, do a little filming with our alma mater. And... Uh, yeah, that was a pretty cool experience being able to we rollerbladed around campus showed off all the buildings and uh helped them out had some fun with it and maybe wasn't the most ideal 
thing to be in rollerblades all day the <laughs> yeah. day before a race but uh it worked out and it was a good time being there um and kind of giving back yeah so, that's for some people for some people who don't know that's where the the hockey guys originated from was uh superior wisconsin at westman arena so they thought it was a good idea to kind of bring us back and do like a little promo shoot kind of touring the school going through all the buildings we all had these lines we had to touch on and some were a lot harder to do than others but we uh we were working and i'm sure you hit all your lines on the first try like usual (laughs) yeah how funny is that though just a year after doing a campus tour at your school on rollerblades for it i think that's just a when you like look at that it's just a funny thing to kind of reflect on um after graduating a year after i loved it to me it was like a great it was really fun that we got to go back into the arena too and and with all the guys so not only like are we back in our hometown but like it's kind of a reunion too took some hilarious photos on the ice you guys recreating a a freshman photo that that you got do you remember who you um like what was the idea behind that even i don't know we just had this really interesting like freshman year team picture day i think the season was almost over yeah it was towards the end of the year and we just started taking these ridiculous photos on the ice because we had nothing else to do that day and came up with the bobsled (laughs) um that one where we're like our heads are all over the place going down i don't know what you called it call it the blooming onion (laughs) that's a good one and then yeah we just had to recreate it because why not mm-hmm. yeah we did some uh we recreated some old westman arena tiktok videos too one that i don't know i forgot the numbers on it but it was one of our bigger ones oh yeah the johnny the uh the telephone video oh, yeah i had my phone side by side with the thing that we did like two years ago and or a year ago and the one and the camera and it was, it was like pretty much matching up perfectly wow it was like dead the same thing was it easier for you to film it as a director? Oh, yeah. Well, last time we filmed that, I remember filming that video a year ago, and we had only, like, it was the first time we did it, first of all. Plus, it was after practice, and there's these kids coming on the ice. Oh. So I know that you were getting a little bit embarrassed of these <laughs> high school kids that were, like, stepping on the ice. And you had a lot of trouble remembering that line. And we've done that video now, like, five times over. But the the pressure that we had the first time we did it versus uh, this time were a ton different. How crazy is that, that I was nervous because there was high schoolers watching now, like, just like thinking about that a year later, it's like, that made me nervous. And now we've done like all these other like crazy things and like going on a Zamboni in the middle of a NHL playoff game. It's just like, when you think about it, put that in perspective, it was like, I was nervous because there was a high school team hopping on the ice watching me say like a TikTok line a year ago. Yeah, you're too cool for school. That's why. <laughs> didn't right. want to look. Didn't want to be caught making a TikTok back Ex- then. Exactly. And what anything that those kids said would have said to you would have been like nothing anyway. It would not have <laughs> mattered whatsoever. We all definitely mm-hmm. were embarrassed after practice once in a while. Yeah. But then Friday night, we uh, we fueled up. Everyone had their own little meal. Um, and then we went to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. We went to the bar less yeah. than 12 hours before the race started. Well, I mean, halfway through my training, I did a uh, like an official half marathon because I wanted to get a race day in. And the night before, I had I had a beer because I was like, okay, like carbs, calories, it's all good. 
so then you know for a full marathon i was like well you gotta have two double it so i i doubled it but i cued everyone in on my on my theory and i think most of us kind of went along with that other than taver <laughs> yeah i had two beers i think everyone had two beers and i had then, popcorn and uh, soda water not frizz and then uh taver had two beers but they were very 32 ounce beers (laughs) very very large beers so whatever that math is and i just remember sitting at that table um i left at like we left at like 9 30 which was still like i think a little too late the 4 30 a.m wake up yeah Yeah. so and taver stayed and i remember waking up in the morning at 4 30 looking at my phone and seeing snap stories of him still at the bar (laughs) and the timestamp on it was I think like pretty close to midnight and I was like, geez, like if he crosses his finish line, like after doing that the night before and he had a red eye and he had a red eye in and he only got a month of training. And I was like, if he crosses his finish line, like this is the greatest athletic performance I've ever seen with my <laughs> own two eyes. Like I'm dead serious. Yeah. So everyone's praising Cappy for doing what he yeah. did in 323, but actually Taver Getting 435 yep. with the conditions he was under yep. was uh, 10 times more impressive than whatever Dave 100%. did. 100%. He, <laughs> he did the impossible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I could never. He's I would never. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drove, I drove Taver home that night. And, well, these guys all left, like like Dave said, they left probably an hour earlier. I, don't, I think we left at midnight. But it was kind of funny because, like, when you guys left, the whole, I think – I don't oh, know. We yeah, started. Yeah. Someone started it, but the whole bar started chanting when you guys left, and we're just like, "Go get them tomorrow, boys!" Like cheering <laughs> you guys on as you're walking out. And then they did the same thing for me and Taver. And you should have seen Taver going out. He was just like loving Firing it, firing up the crowd, hands <laughs> over his head, just like doing one of these. And then yeah, then we got back at twelve thirty, ish. And I didn't know that Lawson was sick, so I probably should have slept in with Dave, but I <laughs> hopped into Lawson's bed and we, we shared it until uh Jordo and Ta- or Jordo and Pacer, the two guys that who ultimately weren't running. The wrecking balls. They came in like at probably one, right when finally about to fall asleep and these guys like were just so loud because they didn't have to get up, they, they weren't running, they didn't like care. So I had to sleep on the couch because they were so loud. I couldn't fall asleep, and it was 1 a.m. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm coughing. I have a hard time falling asleep. Like, Yelly, uh, we're sharing a bed. That wasn't the issue. It was just that coughing so much, and then finally I get to sleep, and it felt like a 20-minute sleep, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm up again. Middle of the night, I'm like, Yelly's not beside me, and all I hear is Jordan and Johnny giggling around, and it's like... <laughs> Oh man, and I know I had to get up at four thirty. Just the absolute worst night of sleep I probably could have got. How did uh, you guys before. feel? How did you guys feel at four thirty? Because when my alarm went off, I was like, "How am I supposed to get dressed and go run right now?" I was pretty excited. I think I just got to the point where I didn't get into yeah. a good sleep, so you don't wake up tired. It was kind of like you took a mm. an hour nap yep. and. I woke up and I was feeling pretty just, I think I was just really excited to run a marathon and that's what got me out of bed. And then Yelly was pretty excited as always in the morning. It took me a bit to get my engine awake and excited. It's also nice too, because like the 
being in Superior in the summer, the sun comes up pretty early. So like we're sitting on the bus, it's five thirty, and it feels like and it, the you know the sun's out. That was huge. That was, yeah, it's big. With it, my uh, with my sleep, I thought like because I was in a separate room uh, other than these guys, and I when I woke up, I had no idea what time it was, but I saw and heard like shuffling in the hallway. And I looked at my phone, but before I looked, I thought there's two situations. <laughs> Pacer and Marty are causing a ruckus at two in the morning, or it's like four forty five ish and we're getting ready to go. And I pulled it up and it was four forty five <laughs> and I was so happy that I did not get woken up by those guys coming back. Yeah, that would have been tough. That probably would have you're not the best sleeper, so mm-hmm. that would have hurt you a little bit. But then we got on the bus. Yep. We got on the bus on time. Somehow got on the coach bus. That was a nice bounce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that nice was pulling funny. up in front of our school, like yeah. literally five minutes away. Didn't have to go too far to get on the shuttle. Yeah, yeah, we were literally the cutoff. Everyone was getting in school buses. And then the final school bus, we were the the, the first people that got cut off. So we're like, oh, whatever. And then uh, the next bus that comes around is a, a coach bus. So yeah. we got a really good bounce to start off the morning. Got nice seats and stuff. The front. And, yeah. You were yep. sleeping on the way up. Yeah, he was, you were. T- took a nap. <laughs> pre-game nap. A pre-game yeah. nap on the way to the marathon. How how daunting was that bus ride, too? That bus was scary. Yeah. For for those of you who don't know, Grandma's Marathon is a straight shot. It's not a loop. So you jump on a shuttle, and they take you 26 miles up the North Shore. So it's like a 35-minute bus ride. It ended up ride. taking about 45 40, because we, were in, we can't go on the yeah. track, obviously. Yeah. So, so we were looping around. You're just sitting on this bus for what feels like forever, and then the, it finally pops in your head. You're like, I have to run all the way back. <laughs> and I was just in a car for 40 minutes to get there. <laughs> what do you guys think of the, the starting line? We were there about an hour yep. before the gun start went off, and... There was so many people, yes. obviously. You see yeah. so many different people. You're like, yeah. oh, that person's a runner. That person doesn't look like a runner at this all. This person's <laughs> wearing a Forrest Gump costume. That one looks like Yoshi. We, you know, we, like, developed, yeah. we developed the motto, if they can do it, we can do yeah. it. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny when we we tried to go to the bathroom like last minute, but there was like a sea of people oh, in yeah. line. And then all of a sudden this train comes roaring <laughs> down the tracks. And then that... <laughs> they dropped off a few hundred people. It's like, what the heck? They used everything to get people out to the starting line. There was 9,000 people in this little area yeah, ready to start a 26-mile trek at 7.40 in the morning. Yeah. Just packed in the corral, and then we had a pretty powerful national anthem. Yeah, Got us going sick. a little bit. Kind of felt like a hockey game. And, it had about a, to go play. and then they had a, f- a fighter jet fly over with sweet. the Top Gun music blaring <laughs> in the that background. Me, that gave me the goosey. Yeah. It was awesome. They did a really good job of making that part feel just like an actual event. Yeah. Like music playing, tons of people. I think that was really helpful to kind of get you fired up right in the morning to run a race because, again, like you said, it almost felt like you're – before a pre-hockey game type type thing and we uh yeah we were just like i think we have some funny videos of you guys like frizz was like fake boxing to the rocky music because we were all wearing gray gray sweatshirts on and we're just warming up getting ready to go kind of just eyeing everybody down and 
I, I checked the Insta story after the race and someone took a selfie like of us in the background at the start, just hanging out there. And uh, we didn't end up seeing them, but I thought that was funny just to look at after. One mm-hmm. thing that we did not do very well was warm up. Oh, you guys, <laughs> you guys did it. We did not. Yeah. I was going to say like, <laughs> we, we did the world's greatest stretch. <laughs> for maybe 10 seconds on each side and then that was our warm-up and i do remember this vividly lawson he was like kind of behind us and he he's just like man i i think I'm, I'm eating too much i think i think like i can't stop eating look back and he has like his fifth like energy bar and he's shoving into his mouth and i was just like kind of the same thing like i feel like i was just like nervous energy and like didn't know what to do, so I was just eating all my snacks that I had like set for the race. Yeah, it was like prime breakfast time. I yeah, ready. I just wanted to yeah. eat. And um, we didn't know what was enough and what wasn't yeah. enough, and that's the thing, because I wasn't full, but I also wanted to make sure I had as much stored up, kind of like a bear, like hibernating for winter in case you get to the end and you need some extra oomph. energy. It's like might as well just eat it and get it in me now instead of throwing it away. So I think Yelly too was, uh, yeah, you, you went through all your snacks before the race started and that made me then the team med kit. Cause I had actually a phone charger packed. I had two pockets full of like the, the honey waffle things. And then I had gummies and the, the building blocks as Yelly called them, I had the caffeine gel that Dave gave me. And, uh, by the time I ended, I definitely had nothing left in my pockets yeah. or yeah. your system. Who, because me and Lawson broke off before you guys, uh, we like, I think it was before we all kind of congregated at our little start pace. Me and Lawson, we were looking for, uh, I can't think of the guy's first name, but Adam Wood. Yeah, we were looking for Adam Wood just because there was a, a guy from BYU that was trying to qualify for the U.S. Olympic team, marathon team. And so we, we knew that he was there because we saw on his like TikTok and his just like social media platform. So we went up to the start line because we figured like, oh, he'll be warming up like at the front and we're up there and we see him go by. And then he like continued like warming up down, down the rest of the way. And then we look at each other and then Lawson's like, should we do a warm up jog too? <laughs> and so we did like maybe a 10 second warm up jog and then the world's greatest stretch. And then that was it. That's awesome. We did. We looked like a bunch of dads cause we just had all great <laughs> yeah. crewnecks. We actually looked like old men. It was hilarious. Trying to run a race. Yeah. So a cool tradition. I didn't know if this is every marathon or what Dave, I think- but Dave brought up the day before that, uh, you obviously it's a little chilly when you get out there and you're supposed to bring layers and then just throw them in these bins or leave them on the ground and they donate all the leftover clothing. So we went out and bought some matching crew necks for yeah. the day before. We all the showed Walmart up special. looking like Rocky Balboa hanging out, and then we donated to them. But uh, I think everyone definitely thought that we were trying to go for, like, a costume or yeah, something. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, we weren't. It's just whatever um, Walmart had. Yeah, they were comfy. <laughs> yeah, they were perfect. It worked well. I think the highlight, one of the highlights, and, right, like, when the gun shot oh, off yeah. and we started kind of picking up, kind of like a train, because everyone starts walking and then everyone starts walking three miles an hour and all of a sudden a little jog goes and you're just like chug it's like you're walking, chug, walking on a treadmill chug, it just yeah. gets yeah. faster and, and faster. You all of a sudden by the time you get under you're in a full not yeah. a full stride because we were at the 420 group but we were off and that was really cool it felt real a lot of energy felt like we could felt like we weren't stopping we could do the whole thing yeah. at that pace dave what was the um energy like and the vibe like up at 
were you at the eight minute mile yeah. per group? Because at the 420 finish pace, mm-hmm. it was pretty relaxed. Yeah. It was pretty, a lot of casual runners like us were just kind of hanging out. But I can imagine with you under the 330-ish group. Yeah. I, yeah, I started right with the 330 pacer. Um, and 330 is the qualifying time for like women our age for Boston. So around me, there was a lot of like serious women runners. Oh, that's uh, why you went there. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get their, um, trying to get their Boston qualifiers. There was also some, you know, more casual runners too, trying to push their pace a little bit. Um, But every, I mean, the, what I've noticed about like just the running community in general is like everyone is super friendly and super supportive. Cause at the end of the day, right? Like you, you finishing before that person next to you doesn't matter so no one's you know trying to beat each other everyone's racing against the same clock and they just want to do better for themselves and want people around them to do better you could really feed off that energy a lot i compare it a lot to like the the casual golfer you know like you're not playing against you know the person in your group necessarily you're just both out there trying to have a good time and uh at the end of the day we all got the same red exactly (laughs) exactly and you know um but yeah i mean that was uh i i kind of stayed with that group for for the first little bit um i had headphones in so i wasn't really talking too much um yeah go over your first half talk about your first first half half merit the first half of that race how'd it go for you up there so i the first half was awesome i uh I started, I stayed probably for the first like four or five miles, um, right with that same pack. Um, just because like with my hip, didn't really know how it was going to hold up. And one of the things I always told myself, like when I was doing the long runs was just like, what, what feels good now is not going to feel good at, you know, mile 15 or, you know, mile 17 or whatever. So I really was trying to save some energy and just kind of pick it up easily, uh, you know, as time went on. Um, after mile five, I've had like a good amount of confidence in, in my legs. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I was running probably like seven fifty five splits. We were a little bit ahead of the three thirty pace. Um, and then I, at that point I was like, okay, like I'm feeling good. We're still pretty tight even at mile five and people were starting to like kind of step like, and kind of it was getting a little crowded so i wanted to get in front of the group so i got in front of the group and i just kept shrugging along and i just kept picking up the pace slowly and once i got to the halfway point i ended up being i think like three or four minutes ahead of where i wanted to be and i was like you know i still feel pretty good so um i just kept on the same pace and actually ended up picking up more pace after we got up the 22 mile 22 hill lemon lemon drop hill which was what it's called i think Mm -hmm. so yeah which was a absolute grind um and then you know everyone everyone always told me like people that i know that run marathons they're like the real race doesn't start until mile 20 and i didn't know what they meant because even during training i never got up to mile 20 and once i hit mile 20 i was like now i know what you mean and that's truly when the real race starts. Everything just gets you there, and then it's like, okay, now we're now we're running. How are those final bits before we talk about our experience? The final bits, um, honestly, um, my twenty to twenty-two 
kind of sucked. Um, getting over that hill on 22 um, felt really good. Um, and then once I got to, once we got into downtown, I think that was like mile 23 maybe, um, I pretty much blacked out. Um, I, I don't really recall too much um, about that. All I remember is running through downtown and you look down the side streets and you can see the lift bridge and the finish line and you're still like two miles away because you have to loop all the way around and come back. And I was like, this is just the most defeating thing ever. Um, and then, you know, you finally make your way down, cross the, cross the street, cross the highway and the railroad tracks. And, um, you still got a mile left and you're like, holy cow, like, how am I going to make it? And that last mile felt like it took forever, but the last 200 meters was arguably the best feeling in the world. Like it's just lined with people like just cheering you on. They have no idea who you are, or, you know, anything about you, but they just want to see you get to that finish line as fast as possible. Yeah. And once you cross, it's, I'll let you guys talk about and you that. you finished with an incredible three hours and 23 minute, correct? Uh, yeah. Something like that. Amazing. That's amazing. Still can't comprehend that. That is feat. amazing. But also what happened when you crossed the finish line? Cause this is kind oh, of yeah. funny. So, um, I don't know if you guys ever felt this, but like my hands were like tingling and like, I would, I, w I just got hit with like the second I stopped running, my hands were tingling really bad. And I just got hit with a huge wave of just being cold, but also like hot at the same time. Um, I've never been in shock before, but that's kind of what I feel like shock would feel like. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they put one of those tinfoil things around me. Um, and I couldn't even like talk. I would just kept going like this. I was like, water, water. And they're like pointing me. They're like, uh, it's back that way. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So like, I'm trying to make my way back there. They give me my medal and then before you can get to the water stand, they're trying to like ask me what size t-shirt I want. I was like, I don't <laughs> care about a t-shirt. Like I just need a bottle of water, please. And some food. And they're like, medium. I was like, sure. <laughs> like, so I just grabbed it. And then I went to, and then I went right to uh, the water station, Powerade. And then I got super, super hot felt like I was like getting a little dizzy and was going to pass out. So I went to the medical tent and I was just like, I'm going to sit here for a while. Um, I'm, I'm think I'm doing fine. I just need a bag of ice. And I just sat there for like 20 minutes, um, just relaxing. And then it finally, uh, finally came back. Damn. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for you. That's pushing it to the limit right there. Seriously. Props to Dave. We knew he yeah. was going to be the fastest, but I didn't know you're going to go that dang fast. No, I did not. I was shocked because I got a text. I was texting Marty at mile twenty something, I think, because I was just uh, I can't remember why, but I was texting him for some reason. Then he's like, "Dave already crossed." I'm like, "What? Dave already crossed? I have six miles left still." <laughs> Actually, I was like, with Tabber. Three twenty-three. I'm like, I could not believe it. Could not believe it, and yeah, I told a lot of my friends that. So it's pretty cool that you're my roommate. Oh, thanks. I'm pretty honored to have you in the yeah, same room. Yeah, we're very right honored. Yeah. It feels like we're interviewing like the Duluth winner. And we yeah. post we posted on our Insta story. I don't know if you ever watched it, but uh, we did like a mile like eight update or something like that. And then at the end, I said you were far behind us. 
Yeah, and then ours, though, I guess we can recap our adventure because mm-hmm. we kind of had a lot of ups and downs in our little journey of the race. And When you say our, that means... Yeah, me, Yelly, Will, Frizz, and Tavers because we were kind of committed at the beginning to be like, let's do this together, at least for as long as it makes sense. And uh, first mile in and stuff. I think, like, what was interesting was that... Uh, we just saw two people fall already, right off the oh, bat. Oh, yeah. hard fall. Hard like hit the pavement. I'll, I actually, that sound is just mm-hmm. makes me shiver. They were just like scraping their skin when they would fall. Yeah, there was that guy. It was like a literally a ten second fall. Yeah, like, he did a <laughs> somersault. Like a, shoes scraping for yeah. ten seconds, oh. <laughs> and then he somehow like bare rolled up to his feet, and his buddies were like, "Dang man, you all right?" <laughs> yeah. It's, one of the many that we saw within the first 10 minutes. When mm-hmm. I saw those, like, three or four falls right away, I was like, oh, boy, we are in for one. But it's just because everyone's so close right away. There's not really yeah. a gap between people because everyone's trying to find their pace and spread out a little bit. So everyone's tripping over each other. And I was going very short strides, yep. just staying away from feet. My head was basically down for the first bit. Yeah, I would say one of our, I don't know if you'd call it a mistake, but for Dave, when he said that, he broke ahead of his pace group. Mm-hmm. Similar to you, Dave, like we were at the four hour, 20 minute pace group to start. And after like mile, like three, we were just like, this is too slow. So mm-hmm. we like started kicking in gear ahead of that. Mm-hmm. That might've ultimately been the downfall yeah, of we our were, group. We were flying at around nine, nine fifteen for probably the next 10 miles. And I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing just fine. We made it through the half together. Um, we were having water. We were cheering with people. We were, every time we'd run through groups of people that were cheering, we'd up our pace by probably mm-hmm. 10 seconds oh, too, yeah. which definitely did not help. But we were having fun, making videos, joking around. It was a great time. And then we got to see Yelly's parents. We got to see my family. Got to see some of the girlfriends who were there. Ran in the cuddy. I don't even remember what mile that was at, probably like 16-ish. And then, uh, yeah, it was just downhill from there. I have a funny story at the halfway point um, because you brought up the girlfriend. So (laughs) I I told Lawson, like, at some point on the course, like, I would take a video so he could put it in a TikTok and put it in the YouTube vlog and whatnot um, as, like, a Cappy Cam update. So... Right after I got to, like, I think I was at, like, mile 13 or mile 14. Like, it was right at the half or pretty soon after. Um, I pulled out my phone so I could take the take the video. And um, after I got done shooting the video, I had my phone out. Um, so I was like, oh, like, this gives me a chance to, like, while it's out of my pouch, I was like, I'll just cue up some music quick as long as I have it out. And right as I was starting to cue up the songs, and I still had my headphones in at the time, um, all the girlfriends were 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 standing there filming me, trying to cheer me on. So they have this video of me running, and I'm just on my phone scrolling <laughs> right past them, and they're like waving, they're trying to get my attention. I just cruise right by, um, and I guess like the people around them were like making fun of them because of it <laughs> you need to post that video yeah i do i do that's what happens when yeah what were you saying when when you are when your boss texts you mid marathon yeah. or something like that <laughs> i know that's so good it definitely looked like you're trying to send a message or something yeah yeah i was actually working i was queuing up sorry for the wait by little wayne shout out to trey rooney 
<laughs> it's a banger. Yeah, I would say like the first 15 miles were just so much fun. I loved so much of that. Just getting to see people, the cheering, like the eating, and you never knew. It was kind of like a new new uh, food usually when we would hit a, a group of people. Um, and I think that was really fun because there's just a lot of unknown of never running a marathon that I didn't know I was going to get watermelon. I didn't know I was going to get freezies. I didn't know if I was going to get like all these things. So it was like, you got oh, a freezy. Yeah, I got, yeah a freezy. I got a couple of them like Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> and I miss those. I, I think it was so fun because it made you want to see, oh, what's next in store for me here. Um, and then we were just joking around, too, of how people always cheered like, go hockey guys. And we were all wearing our hockey guy shirts. So we didn't know if people thought we were like a hockey team running it, like the hockey guys team and they're just cheering us on or if they actually knew us, but it didn't really matter. And I think it helped a lot in our favor because everyone said, go hockey guys when we went by. Yeah. The first, uh, the first couple like water and Powerade stations were a little difficult to, for me. I, uh, choked a couple times <laughs> while running and drinking at the same time, but throughout the uh, race, I got a little bit better. I found a tip was to squeeze the cup so it's like very small and you can kind of just like funnel it through and mm-hmm. i ended up getting pretty good at yeah, it towards the end launching full cups of water yeah, just down right. my throat and oh, see yeah. how much i could catch the rest <laughs> would go in my shirt and then i'd toss the yep. cup on the ground yeah that the funny thing was like the mile markers were, were like these giant balloons that were like 40 feet in the air so i always loved because you can see these things from probably like even a half a mile out yep. you see the balloons you're like all right, boys, we're close to mile 10, and you're still, like, eight minutes away from even reaching it. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I think the turning point was right around mile 15 for for the group that were uh, Leg and Dave. Yeah, that's I what... remember, I think I was the first one to have to pull to the side, and it was right around 17 or 18, I believe, um, was when it really started to hurt, and I was like, I got to stretch, keep going. <laughs> Went to the side and never saw him again. And that's when hell started to happen for me for the next bit. Because yeah. uh, I was with Taver for a little bit still. Um, we were kind of going back and forth. And then I did see my family one last time. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. We were all right. And then once after the maple syrup station, mm-hmm. I had a big thing at that. And I did like the, I tried to do the butt kickers that I yeah. was doing throughout just to get my, my knees loose a little bit again. And my left leg came up. And my heel just immediately struck forward, and my oh, whole leg just went straight. Oh my god! And I was like, "Okay, I'm 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 hurt. I'm stretching. <laughs> this is survival mode now." Yeah. So I had to come up with a new system where I would stretch or I would run. Once it cramped up again, pull off, stretch, walk. It was it was usually like honestly the same time, time. every single mile. So it'd be like maybe a two minute walk to the water station. So I would stretch and walk, get water run again for however long and then it would just cramp, cramp up again up. like the rest of the way it sucked so bad and every time i'd start running i'd catch up the tavern too it's so like he would just kept laughing because he's like no you're back like really. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun so when did you officially lose tavern i th- it was definitely around 21 okay right and, before the hill and so then, that would have been a tough five miles alone yeah. the last 50 minutes were really really hard and yeah. I did not enjoy it whatsoever, and I didn't even bring headphones, so it was just me and my thoughts. And oh. I had this dark cloud coming in on one side of my brain saying, just stop, like, don't keep going. And then I was just like, I 
literally my only goal was to finish this thing on two feet. So I'm five miles away, like just do it. So I kept the system up and then um, made it to 25 where we saw a few of our old teammates. Um, it was hard. I actually did get passed by the 435 crew too. And that was really defeating after being so far ahead of them. And I was like, I just have to be somewhat close to them. And then from 25 to the finish, I just ran. Just However, go. whatever the pain yeah. was, I just wanted to finish that last mile or 1.2 or whatever and ended up coming in. But you guys can talk about your end too. But that yeah. was the hardest and one of the worst pains that I have ever been in for an extended period of time. Yeah, when we broke off, it was uh, it was me and Lawson that when you, Tavern, I think for as you joined them in that initial like stop and stretch time frame and yeah. what'd you say a mile 17 you think oh right God. around there so it was me and lost and we just continued forward and uh yeah i was kind of like similar i started like hurting but like i just had to go to the bathroom so bad so bad and <laughs> that was like what really held me back and Lawson's to me like he seemed like he was in good shape so at this point but he i don't know you said you were hurting at the end but to me like you were like you seem full energy at this point he was like still doing all these like video updates even one on tiktok live at one point and i'm just like trucking behind them because like this is another thing that i didn't understand at the time but lawson was like 10 feet ahead of me he wasn't gaining any ground and i wasn't losing ground but we're running the same pace but I, all I, I could just see his head bobbing and his like little headband that he had on and i was just thinking i was like why doesn't he run the same pace next to me like this is terrible <laughs> and then um yeah right it's right actually up, interesting you said that because four minutes say four minutes if you're four minutes behind someone in a race like that it is so hard to catch up to oh, yeah. that you have to literally like cut your pace almost in half if you oh, want to yeah. catch them and it's nearly impossible at that time in the race yeah. yeah i'll um i'll say up to mile whatever that lemon drop hill would you say it was mile 22 two? i believe so i'll let frizz and loss and do it the rest from there but like when you go down that hill leading into Lemon Drop Hill at mile 22, they have this, like, highway sign that, oh, like, yeah. usually gives, like, warnings to cars, blah, 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 whatever it usually says. But it said, like, good job, racers. You're almost there. Only 4.1 miles to go. And Lawson, he, like, was a little bit ahead of me. He turns around. He's like, 4.1 miles? That's, like, over 40 minutes left to run. Yeah. And I was just, like, I was in bad shape then. And I was just thinking to myself, like, that is terrible. <laughs> Thanks for the good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good news. Um, Frizz, too, because you, like you said, when Will pulled aside, Frizz went with him the first time. But I think Frizz re-caught up to me and Yelly twice after that. He he caught up after that, and then he's back. You know, he's kind of like a leech. He doesn't he just, like, <laughs> gets on you, and he, he's hard to shake. That's good. We um, even said way before when he stopped to go to the bathroom or something, like, well, that might be the infamous last words. We might never see him. And then we look two seconds later and he's just there. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then he comes back another, and then he takes a break, I think, to, to shake out his legs. And then he comes back another time with, with pickles when he stopped for the pickles. <laughs> he's behind me with his pickles. And it was almost like a, like a motivation thing. Every time I stopped it, it wasn't for me to get to the rate, like finish the race. It was just to kind of catch up. So it was kind of like a short goal in, in the meantime. But, uh, yeah, eventually I, I wasn't able to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't remember the last time I saw you, honestly. I don't remember that's that time. That's the weird thing. Everything kind of blends. It blurs. I know. It's like, so long. That one street 
Superior Street, right down downtown Duluth. I felt like I was running on a treadmill and not going anywhere. Mm, like, same here. I was like, where are when are we turning to go across the highway to the finish line? It went forever and people are kind of like even crowding on the street. Yep. It's like, am I gonna run into someone? It gets and narrow. then right, actually. And then uh an ambulance came by and they held off runners for like fifteen seconds. Oh. It was ahead of me, so I didn't have to stop. Oh really? But I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm not gonna fish this. There's an ambulance, like yeah. that's gonna be me. <laughs> I get lost and saw that. But I I was kinda now I'm laughing about it, but at the time it's just like kind of irritating. It really pisses you off at that point in the race. But like all the people, all the spectators are cheering you on, like trying to pump you up and they're just like, It's just right around the corner, like it's almost there. Turn the corner and then the next person's like, It's just down the street. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, down you get down the street. Signs. It's just under that bridge. It's just like this continuous, like you're almost there and you're still like three miles it away. Never stopped and people are like trying to give you a high five. I remember I ran up to this one guy, he had his hand out. He's like, Keep going, keep going. And I like stuck my hand out like this and I think he could have broken my hand out. I was so weak. <laughs> How about the watermelon girl though? Oh, That's hilarious. Did you ever gosh. see her? That's oh, so yeah. funny. I still haven't seen the video though. I want her to tag I, I me. I think she it. might have been trying to get a selfie unless you maybe saw it was a video. I, I don't know what the heck I was seeing. I saw a lady in yeah. a watermelon costume and she's like, Well, Blake, oh my God, I love you. And I'm like kind of in and out of it. <laughs> like, look, I'm like, yeah, like, thanks. And I couldn't really talk because I was so gassed and I'm running. And she's ran with me for probably a hundred feet. Wow! Trying to take a yeah, picture. she was funny. Well, she she stopped I, me. She stopped me and Yelly. And this was, I think, at mile twenty-one. It was right around there, wow. right before Lemon Drop. She stopped me and Yelly, and she's like, "Lazy." And then I stopped. I knew she wanted a photo because she had her phone on right away. So I kind of stopped, took a little break, and then Yelly comes and she goes, "Yelly." She goes, "Where's Will Blake?" It's like he's back there. He'll, he'll be coming soon. And then she snaps a pic, and then it's like, "Oh my goodness!" Like. Where's and just was really looking forward to seeing you, so I just knew that she'd be tracking you down as you're running by. <laughs> Hope and when, I didn't ruin her, <laughs> ruin her mood because I was not very happy at that. Point. <laughs> I know that was a tiring <laughs> point of the race, which was really funny. But I actually, the funny thing about marathons is everyone's just kind of an animal when you're racing. Like, there's really no rules. You can just pull off, go to the bathroom mm -hmm. in someone's yard or whatever. <laughs> but I remember taking a big bite of the watermelon because I was just so thirsty. And I just chewed it a little bit and yep. spit the whole thing That's out. That's what I did, too. Because I couldn't swallow it. That's what I did, too. <laughs> I was so just wanted something to taste good. I just went with a bunch of watermelon. Whoever saw me do that was probably like, this guy's messed I up. I did that with the strawberries, too. <laughs> right at the end, there was someone handing out strawberries, and I just was like, yeah, the last six miles or whatever, I was grabbing every single food there was. Like, um, like yeah, right when I kind of lost Yelly and Lawson was when my legs were, like, really, like, giving out. And, like, I had no service, couldn't load any motivational music, nothing. And, like, I actually couldn't walk. Like, it hurt way more to walk than to run. So I just – I would either stop, stretch out, and then run a little bit more and then stop. So I literally thought that you guys were going to pass me. I was always looking for you guys. I was doing I, the same thing. <laughs> I stopped, like, probably three or four times every mile until – like mile 20 when a lady had ibuprofen mm -hmm. and I took some of that and that like really helped kind of get rid of like that sheer pain that I'd never felt before. That's the thing about how, how hard it is to close those gaps because I think you, what, you were like 429? 425. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so like 10 minutes faster. 
there's no way I'm ever going to catch you. No. Shaving 10 minutes is tough. Yeah. It was, for me, like, Lawson was ahead of me looking like just the Ener- Energizer bunny, and I was, like, feeling like junk behind him. And, like, I'm running, running. And just to rewind from what I said earlier, like, at mile three, we buzz past our, like, lady, the pace setter lady at 420 mile or 420, like, finish mark. So I'm, like, feeling like junk. And all of a sudden, like, I see this lady with a stick leading the charge of this, like, <laughs> group of, like, determined runners. It was I a look wall. Over. Yeah, it was, like, literally a pack of just, like, hungry people just <laughs> finishing this race. And I look over, and it's the, the same lady that we said, these guys are going way too slow. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay, I'm not going to let these people finish in front of me. So I joined the group, and I just got, like, a jolt of energy. And I ended up, like, catching up to Lawson at that point. And I had a very history. similar thing because they passed me and that's when I was in like my worst pain, like where I actually thought about like, I don't know, maybe I can't do this because I couldn't literally couldn't walk, didn't want to walk. But I ended up kind of following them, trying to get close to them. And that was, again, another little short goal. But once I got past that certain point, like when I actually reached Duluth, that was like the best time ever for me. I uh music was going I was just flying through the town it was just cool to go past all those buildings and and uh kind of run through the streets they're used to seeing all these people and cars driving around so that was like probably one of my favorite moments of the race was actually the last like three miles yeah I think it was for me the most painful part like I I went on TikTok live on mile 23 after lemon drop that's when I knew I I had my head I was like okay I'm just gonna make it past the lemon drop and then i went on live for a bit and it was fine but for some reason yeah the last two miles were super hard for me um to get to get by and when and yeah when i crossed the finish line then me and yelly crossed it together um and i actually felt like i might pass out like i was like on the tipping point of like i'm sick mm-hmm. i'm so hot i feel so much in pain wasn't sure um if I was going to need help or not. But yeah, overall my immediate thought was never again, like so bad, <laughs> never again. I uh, did it once good enough, but now honestly talking here, like it's, I do want to do it again. It's oh, a cool, yeah. really cool experience. And even like that initial feeling right when you finish, you feel so good mentally, but I walked right over to a trash can and I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And there was already puke on the ground right next to it. And I was like, that's good, definitely going to make me throw up. And then it just went away for a second. But uh, the feeling of actually getting it done was insanely, awesome. insanely like exciting. And you felt so good. No matter, my body hurt like hell. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. But like, we actually got it done. And it was like, oh my God, just did that. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, I was saying it felt like graduation a little bit. It felt Better. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. It was that was weird. harder it than was, college. It was a weird feeling. <laughs> yeah, harder than college. The fact that you complete, like, everyone's there to support you. You did it with your friends, and you take photos after. You get a reward. Um, uh, it was way more, like, accomplishing than I thought it would be. And I think Duluth does a good job of making it feel that way too mm-hmm. with the process they have. Maybe other marathons aren't as cool to complete, but that one felt really rewarding at the end of it. Um, for me at least. Yeah. What's something different you would do during the race to help you possibly feel better towards the end? I would definitely just be slow pace at the start. 
slower. I would download my music like Dave did because <laughs> I would was get like legit furious every time I would, when I was alone and I was running and I just needed something and I had no service and I couldn't load any music actually, and that was my lowest low of the whole another thing. Another thing I think I would actually change was maybe eat some more whole foods because towards the end I had my last gel and it was just not sitting good at all. <laughs> and thinking of having one of those gels right now makes me want to vomit too. The last gel I took was disgusting. Like one Dave just gave me. thinking of that. Like it was like lemon lime oh, flavor or something. Oh, they, I, no, they're no flavored. Oh, dude, oh, I took worse. that in the last mile just as like final source of energy, mm-hmm. just in case it helped, and almost made me puke. Yeah, that thing was. I brutal. had the same exact feeling on my last one. Like there's no way i can eat one of these ever again oh. this is so bad i'm on the complete opposite of you guys i think that i would have i would have i wish i had like a, one or two more gels with me i think i took mine too quick and i don't think i i think i yeah i think i went through i went through five four or five and i think i needed like i i took them all before mile like 20 so i think i needed like one or two more with me i wanted like a smoothie <laughs> something a little thicker than you should have just, just you should have taken nasty one of the, warm gel that was in my pocket you should have you should have taken the uh the free beer <laughs> from that the, from the side of the road someone right in front of me stopped and grabbed that. really there's no thank you please <laughs> i thought about it I was like it's gonna, gonna taste lie. better just held it with in your hand as you crossed that, dave that i thought about it <laughs> i did I didn't go for it. That would have been really yeah, there's, fun. I saw people hanging around with a big keg. That was funny. Because eventually you start running, you get off the highway and you start running through like a neighborhood. So like that was awesome too, seeing all like the pedestrians and people who uh, get to experience it with you. They're the ones giving out the candy and all like the kind of special thing. Like I got Twizzlers and they, like we had Freezies and other little goodies. So that was uh, awesome, just kind of like a – great community thing about the race yeah my uh my phone actually died with like oh, shocker yeah, who would have thought that happened but i think lawson's gotta hop off here so i'm gonna scoot over next to dave and let him clear the area but yeah my phone he's going to run my phone <laughs> my phone died and uh that was really disappointing because i really wanted to capture from my point of view crossing, crossing the, the finish line finish but line. didn't even get it to like mile 15 i was like that I was so bad at taking clips because I didn't even like care at that point. Mm-hmm. I just wanted. I wish I did now, but, uh. but no. Like, uh, yeah, that was cool seeing the other guys. They were all by the finish line there. They got some good clips of us, and they had great seats. Yeah, we all hung out after for a little bit. Um, Do you guys get cold after? Oh yeah, I didn't too. really. I was kind of just talking to Lawson the whole time, uh, looking for you and Taver. And we are very surprised to see Taver uh, come ahead of you. We are just like, okay, well, where's Will? Where's Will? And then Taver runs by. We're like, oh, hey, hey there. Yeah, I think everyone was surprised. <laughs> no, that that was uh, – it was awesome. We got a good group picture after in front of Grandma's and the lift bridge. And, uh, you know, we were all hungry after the race, and we had we knew we had to treat ourselves to something luxurious and, and new and – so we decided to Packed go to the nutrients. Go to the old uh, neighborhood establishment. You guys may be familiar with it. It's um, Applebee's. Mm-hmm. That was Man, the best meal ever. That was so good. <laughs> I was, was 
exactly what I needed. It was happy hour. Everyone's getting the half price apps. We got a big kit table together, shared some stories, some laughs. It's fun. I would have eaten anything someone put in front of me at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted fried food. That's yeah. all I wanted. It was something yeah. deep yeah. fried. I had wings and mozzarella sticks. <laughs> just so good. And then at, when we were all leaving the restaurant, I got this video of Lawson touched on it earlier. Everyone's walking peg legged yeah. out of the restaurant. Cause when you, we sat there for like an hour and a half without moving our legs. So once we got up, it was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. It was definitely a uh, weird, weird feeling. The few hours after that big time, like I just, time. just felt empty, exhausted. That really no, there's no way I could have given any sort of output, whatever. No of energy i was just depleted after food i after we ate i uh took a two oh, hour yeah. nap and two I hours was, oh yeah i was out yeah the nap was clutch yeah it was needed it was much much needed it turned out to be a really fun night too got to it go was. see some live music and yep. enjoy the festivities that duluth had to offer saw mm-hmm. some old teammates listened to some music and capped off a great weekend yeah, and then nice. uh right at 12 01 we got to celebrate our producer's 26th birthday oh yeah that was a good way to get next so yeah it was a great time capped it off on sunday with a little sauna cold plunge recovery which is always nice thanks to our buddy tinner at cedar and stone sauna check him out he's the band yeah but uh Great job, everyone! Yeah, congratulations. That was awesome. Should we? Uh, congratulations. Should we end it with? Uh, I I was seeing a lot of comments on the videos of like people saying like, oh, like training for a marathon. That's my first one. Training for a half marathon. That's gonna, my first one. We're gonna answer some questions. Yeah. That oh, got is there some right questions here? here. Got some oh, questions. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, we did answer a lot during the uh, during the segment. A lot of people were asking about the watermelon girl. Um, how did it start? Um, here's a good question that I'm sure everyone has their own perspective on, but I'll each, I'll ask each one of you, Yelly, will you run another marathon in the future? Yes, I will. I'll probably do grandma's next summer. Okay. Dave. Oh yeah. 100%. Will. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right now I'm not convinced, I'm, but I'm, uh, I would a hundred percent say yes to a half right now. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd be down for that as well. We'll see. I kind of want to try try something different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to try different things and see which one I like the best. And that, uh, one, that one was okay. No, no, no. I agree. I agree because we always like trying new adventures, certain things. I don't think I want to be a long distance runner my whole life. That's mm-hmm. why. Uh, someone did ask what was the first thing we ate after Applebee's. Applebee's. Um, uh, we are eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Kelsey asks, what would you do differently for the preparation of the marathon, not the actual race? I think I'd dial in my nutrition better. Well, I messed up because I was I was eating really good, training, and then we got up there Friday night, or even like Thursday night, went to bed really late. Friday night, we went to a bar, had a few drinks, nothing crazy, but we didn't go to bed early. We got up early, so I just think that like my body was so out of whack that... I know that like I could have done better if I would have actually like, say, took it legit. When I say nutrition, I think I would practice better nutrition while running. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe not like the pre yeah. leading up to it, but being like, what do I actually need to not hit that terrible wall? Yeah. We didn't stretch either. <laughs> no, yeah. Maybe warm up too. You, would you um, change anything, Dave? 
Oh yeah, big time. I think that uh, I would actually like take my like slow runs slower than I was taking them, and really try not to overtrain because I think that's the main reason why I ended up not being able to run for two weeks before. I'd bring headphones too. I, I was <laughs> yeah. at first we were chirping for us to bring headphones. But like literally, I I wish I had music to listen to that last forty minutes. Yeah, I uh, I I really could uh, give this race me finishing the way I did to uh, Drake and uh, Travis Scott, all the boys. They really helped push me through. <laughs> but um, for me, yeah, I think I would run more consistently, like run more like six plus milers. Maybe maybe you get you over train. ten. Maybe maybe you, actually train. If you trained, you would have got under four. Oh yeah, uh, I maybe I just I don't know. It's I it's fun, but oh yeah, you haven't you didn't get over ten miles. No, no, but maybe not. Maybe you don't need to train. I don't know. It's kind of like a theme. You'd, yeah, you just kind of yeah, it's kind of like you're just kind of good at yeah. things. Random things. Is, it's less is more for him. The less <laughs> I think he does it's just it something in your brain. You just got the mental aspect that it's just like yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, 16 more. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got two more here. Uh, we did kind of touch on this again, but Dave, I don't think you had this, but Yelly and Will, did you have the mo- where did you have a moment that you thought, will I be able to finish this? Mm-hmm. I had the poop so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like and that was early in the race and so I just like I held on to it, <laughs> and I finished. There you go. But that was my moment. I was just like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Why? Why This never happened at all during the 18 weeks I ran training. When I had to stop my second time, that's when I got scared that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be able to. Yeah, that was like when, like, the walking situation, walking and stopping happened, that was my thing. And I also, like, right around that time, I also saw the sign saying um, – can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like exit here if you're not finishing. Oh yeah, thing. the dropout. Yeah, the, oh yeah, the dropout sign. I and didn't I was even like, see it that. came at the, it came at a really bad time yeah. where it's almost like, God, here's the easy way out. Yeah. Come take it. Mine, mine it's was just a, a, just a cold beer. Yeah, in the pool. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, it's like Hell Week when they have the bell. My, <laughs> yeah, my, my, like kind of point was at what Yelly brought it up, like when it has the. 4.1 miles left and I was like oh my god like there's still 4.1 miles left but then by the time I like was like telling myself like do I stop do I not I was already a mile already went by and I was like oh like 5k left you know there you go and uh last question Alexis asks I know we can probably all agree on this but who was the underdog, the person that surprised you the most? Mr. McTavish. Mr. McTavish. Yes. Big time. Big time. 100%. He killed it. Yep. Yep. He was a beast. That was insane. Exactly. What a trooper. Yeah. Because time. even when at, after the first hour, he's like, I don't know how long I can do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Throughout the whole race, he was so down on himself, <laughs> and he just never stopped. And yeah. he he actually was not eating that much either. No, he probably he had the least eat. amount of snacks. That's crazy. He's got it. Yeah. He's tough, He's too. dialed. He's got something going. That's impressive. Heck of a weekend. Yeah, it was good. Heck of a process. It was good. We did it. We set yeah. out to do it months ago, and we got it done. Maybe next time we'll get old 
Cuddy's stomping around by us. Yeah, I think <laughs> the next yeah next grandmas we either get a few more guys in on the race or we try to hit maybe a different sort of goal or yeah we'll know. figure something Let's do out. something different. So stay team. tuned, folks. I think no matter what, we'll have some sort of participation in Grandma's oh, Marathon yeah, weekend. Definitely, whichever race I'll run it that is again for sure. It was maybe I'll run the fun. half and then. I'll wait for you to join me and I'll finish it. With you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we run the half and then, yeah, like you said, we just hang out and like, <laughs> just wait two hours, just finish a half at the yeah. same time as a full. Yeah. Waiting for Dave. Say what if we walked a half and we challenge these guys to catch us? Yeah. We, oh, could, we, can get interesting. we can get something going for sure. That's interesting. Cause if you, if you walk, yeah, if you walked a half, it would take you about three hours. There you go. Maybe. There's your challenge. Maybe. If you beat us. Yeah, you qualify for Boston. If you beat them, Dave. True. <laughs> we'll wait at 259 like a, for you. a mouse yeah. chasing a block of cheese. <laughs> Heck of a time. We're going to skip the wins and losses of the week. Yeah. I think everyone's with the win. Yeah. Just finishing their first Big marathon. Time. And everyone's losses are how bad we were hurting. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Fan Club. We hope you inspired you to maybe go out and try a race yourself or try something hard that you never thought you could ever do i see so many comments and tweets about i could never do that i could never do that a year ago we never thought we could do anything like that either so definitely can we're not any different than anyone so Mm -hmm. go out try something new enjoy it and uh you might just fall in love with it yeah thank you everyone be sure to like comment subscribe share with a friend neighbor cousin uncle anyone and uh have a great day Bye, everyone. Cuddy. Cheers, everyone. Sign us up.